0: I'm Jackie Jones and welcome to my podcast Living Life Being Human, the number one podcast for anxiety, stress and mental health support. Don't forget to click subscribe to be notified of my latest podcast episodes and if you get any value from this podcast please support me by leaving a review. It really does help me out and it motivates me to keep making these podcasts. You can connect with me on social media at Jackie Jones Coaching and subscribe to my YouTube channel to get weekly videos all around anxiety, stress and mental health. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to this next part of me talking all around the ages and stages which is um, a modality in transactional analysis which I just I love I refer to this on a daily basis if not a weekly basis with clients that I see Um, parents teachers generally I refer to this with myself because I can look at myself in each one of these stages and where I am dependent on what's going on for me. And at the moment, I think we all need to face it, that there's, there's an awful lot going on for all of us at the moment in the middle of this pandemic. Um, at the recording of this, we're on the 19th of November in the UK, well, it's the 19th of November anyway, but we're um, in our second week of our second lockdown. So things are, things are a little bit trying as parents as carers um as human beings so this is just a a nice way of looking at where we might be at the moment and this this next part which i think is part 5 is um the stage 5 of skillfulness and structure this is quite a big age range that i'm looking at now because it's each time it doubles up so the last one was three to six years this one is six to twelve years so six years in a child's life is quite a a long time six years in our life is quite a long time jesus this 12 months has been a long time it's interesting Uh, yeah looking back at november last year we had no idea what was what was over the horizon it's interesting when we look the, the things that maybe we worried about and all the things that we were what-ifing about this time last year, I would hazard a guess we're not thinking about or what-ifing about at the moment. We've got we've got different worries that we're contending with as families and as human beings. So hopefully this time next year, things will be better. They will be different, whatever that different is. So going back to the ages and stages and looking at stage five what does that mean for our children so our children are in probably year one in primary school um maybe some are going up into year two in primary school and up to year it's the first year of high school that's what it was when I was at school but it's year seven which is a big thing it 's another transition that our children are having to go through in the last stage they transition from nursery or being at home, having mum and dad as the main caregiver maybe to going into school, and this one they 're transitioning into going into high school where there 's a lot more expectation on them there 's a lot more structure there 's a lot more a lot more of everything being put on our children. so in this stage, we learn skills, which is why it 's called skillfulness and structure but one of the big things that we learn is that we aren't perfect that we don't always get it right and that can be really difficult for some children um that's when children can start to be frustrated with their self and their actions when they can't get something straight off if you think back to a child that you know or or, you know one of your own children when they were three four and five they, they weren't really that bothered if they made a mistake they just got up and tried again um yeah learning to walk we none of us are still bottom shuffling along the floor. We just kept going until we got it right. But there comes a certain age where we we start to be more critical of ourselves and we start to judge ourselves. We start to compare ourselves to our peers and the people around us, and are we better than them, or are they better than us? and if they are, I'm not going to try to do that anymore because there's somebody better than me, and all these comparisons and contrasts that go on. There's that little voice inside our head that starts to chirrup away that we developed earlier on it 's not that you know we 've never heard that voice before, but maybe we just didn 't take take much heed or pay much attention to it so we we learn new skills and how not to be perfect. We learn from our mistakes and to be adequate. And this is something, even as adults, I think we can, you know, just be curious about and take stock from. We learn from our mistakes. That's something I've always told my children. You learn from your mistakes. But yeah, as an adult, I don't like making them. I don't like getting things wrong. I have quite high expectations of myself. So understanding that, you know, as children, we're exploring that. How how we deal with making a mistake, how our parents and caregivers validate us if we make a mistake and get something wrong whether that's you know in academia or sportsmanship or decisions that we make we are experimenting and exploring between the ages of 6 and 12 from birth throughout our life we are we are learning new things new skills I'm not the same person that I was 12 months ago as a psychotherapist I qualified back in 2016 I've evolved. Some of the things that I said to clients then, I wouldn't say now because I've evolved and changed and learned and grown and everything. So it's it's a moving target a lot of the time, which is worth bearing in mind. So we learn to test our abilities against others. And again, you know, in primary school and the first year of high school, we can be quite critical and judgmental of ourselves and others. I'm better than you, you're not as good as me, you're better than me, I'm not as good as you. And we start to learn our position in life. And it takes a very skillful child to understand that I'm just different. I'm not better, I'm not worse, I'm just different. And I think that's something that we can help our children to understand, you know, between these ages, when we're kind of forming our whole opinion about mental health. Our own opinion about our resilience and our confidence and our self esteem and all those things, which at Parent Plus, which is, you can check me out on Facebook, it's parent plus. I've got a website, parent plus.co.uk. Um, we're all about self esteem and mental health and helping our children build resilience or understanding that resilience is part of who they are. We're born with it, we don't lose it. We just forget it's there sometimes so they're also learning to test ideas and values beyond the family um if you think of a child of six they often come home from school and say mrs mcdonald said that i don't know grass grows more in spring than it does in winter and that might be something that you've told them a zillion times over. Why does the grass not grow in winter because of X, Y, and Z? But that's all gone by the by. Because Mrs. MacDonald said it, or whoever that teacher is in school, it's gospel. So they're starting to look for answers outside of the close environment. This is where peer pressure can become quite a, a force to be dealt with, Um you know particularly if you're looking at the children that have just moved into high school they're starting to find their niche they're starting to find whether they're part of the sporty crew or the geeky crew or the popular crew they're they're finding their own way where they belong and where they want to be and they will explore that they I'm not sure whether you can remember when you were at high school with the friends that you had in in the first year year seven or the first year of high school the same ones that you had in the final year obviously people move away um and you know that's inevitable but did you move groups did you kind of think oh I'm I'm a, a sporty person and then suddenly realise two years in actually no I'm a bit more of a geek I like I like my own company so you 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 might you know transfer yourself in another group at high school that's that's all part about learning about yourself and as a human being and we can replay this over and over you might find that you have certain similarities with people now that you didn't have three years ago so we move into different groups um if you're, you know, learning a new way of doing something, then you will be recycling this because, again, you're, you're making mistakes, you're testing, you're learning not to be perfect. So if you, I don't know, took up a new hobby or a craft or, or something or other, you will be replaying this stage. Also, if you've got a child between the ages of 12 and 6, you will be recycling this because we can't help but respond and react and, and maybe sometimes even get triggered by our children. Um, that I will go on to talk more about in the the latter stage which is the last one which is more about the teenagers because I'm going through that with my teenager at the moment so it's quite it's quite personal to me so that's just a little bit about the skillfulness and structure stage between the ages of six and twelve um, you you might find that you know children are copying off other people or, or their peers or you know I can remember when I was that age, having posters up, you know, people that I looked up to, people that I wanted to be like, um, they might be into wearing pink all day one day and then suddenly they meet a new friend and it's all about black eyeliner and black clothes and all those sorts of things. It's just an exploration. They're doing perfectly normal behaviour that they need to do at that time. So what can we what can we do to to help them and support them through this phase? one of the things is to encourage them to, to explore their own ideas and explore their own identity. Allow them to think for themselves. You know, as parents, sometimes we try to dictate how our pa- our children, sorry, how they think, um, how they process things. We tell them what to do a lot of the time. And I think this is the time, this age, where we we allow them to just talk and we listen. We We can support... And everything, but it's it, sometimes it's about just giving them a free rein to explore certain things themselves. They can start to trust their own feelings to guide them in life. That we're not the ones saying, you should do this, you should do that. Should is a word I don't like using a lot of the time. <laughs> but allow them to to explore their own feelings. Do you feel comfortable doing that? And if not, why not? And and Again, that, that helps them build their own self-esteem because it's kind of like you're trusting them to explore their own decision-making. But also they've got to start to trust themselves that that inner wisdom that they've got will will help guide them through life. If we are constantly cocooning our children and telling them how they should be in the world, they don't get to experience making mistakes. They don't get to experience exploring things for themselves. They're just doing what you tell them to. And in a certain extent, that's disempowering for them, but it also means that they can lay the responsibility on somebody else. So obviously we need to keep our children safe, but within reason and to a certain extent, we can allow them to start to explore their own solutions and to trust themselves that they they are okay to look at their own experience and that they will make mistakes they will think yes this is the right decision this is what I want to do and two weeks down the line it's like no that was definitely not the wrong decision but that's how we learn we learn from our decisions and that they can do it their way you know we don't want our children to follow our path I certainly didn't want my children to follow my path hundred percent because I made mistakes so it's about them being supported in the, the decision-making rather than you know, us being rigid and this is how you need to be, this is what you need to do. One of the things, particularly with my older two, was I allowed them to explore and to join as many groups as they wanted to do. They, were, they learnt an instrument, neither one of them particularly liked it so they stopped doing that they were part of beavers and then cubs and things like that they stuck to that my as I said previously my eldest was in the military I think that came from his cubbing days he liked making fires and things not that you do that in the army Um, my daughter got into horses she had a pony and she used to ride she still loves them now but I allowed them to, to pick and to choose different things that they wanted to try, just to experience. I wasn't one of those parents that said, once you join that group, you've got to stay there until the bitter end. They were allowed to have taster sessions and just see, see what they liked. My daughter's quite academic. She likes reading. She does lots of those things. Um, she wasn't necessarily very sporty. She wasn't adverse to it but that wasn't something that she particularly wanted to do so it's about letting them explore what it is that they like doing and yeah not directing them one way or another i i had a pony when i was younger so i wanted my daughter to have a pony but if she didn't like it she didn't need to do it so it's not about getting them to invest and enjoy in what you want to do it's about allowing them to experience new things and see see what it is that they like and what they don't like and be okay with that and expressing that. So that's the stage five. The last one, the last video is going to be the final stage, which is quite an interesting one. If you are a parent of a teenager, we've all been through this. If you're watching this and you're not a teenager, then you have been through this and you have survived it. But it can be quite a a roller coaster ride for them and for us as participants to it so i will talk about that in the last video so i hope to see you soon take care bye